Hey crew, I'm Cam Explains, and this is Run the Block, the first show that's bringing together coaches, podcasters, and local business owners to innovate and collaborate because I think there's crazy crossover that no one is talking about between these three amazing groups from lessons learned to finding untapped and potential new revenue stream. Our goal is to help you get more subs, customers, clients, and more using the perfect formula of know-how, storytelling, and kindness. So you too can easily create content that converts, add more cash to the bank, lift up your community, and ignite your biz without being stuck in no man's land ever again. Welcome, 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 everybody. Uh, Michael and I were just talking about Friday After Next. If y'all remember that movie. Or was it, no, was it Friday After Next or The Next Friday? Which one was the second one? Next Friday. Next Friday. So it's Friday, Next Friday, and the thing is Friday After Next, right? Friday After Next is the third one. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Barbecue's so good, you'll slap your mama. (laughs) Ah, such such great movies. Such great movies. Second one is Mike Epps, and, you know, they won the lottery. Won a million dollars. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. like, how much that money, how much that lottery money y'all got left? Mike Epps. I don't know. I bought some shoes. (laughs) (laughs) So good. We need to we need to do a movie night. Just anyone who's ever listening to this, we'll just uh, pop open a Zoom line and we'll all have a movie night starting with Friday. Sounds good. We've What's got an action packed. We've got an action packed mini pod here going on. We're going to try and pack as much info into this as we can. We're going to try and keep it to about 15, 20 minutes for y'all. Uh, we got a couple topics that can be super juicy. Hopefully, with some some good tactical takeaways for y'all. Michael, I wanted to start because <clears throat> you and I talk a lot. Most days probably more than we do our significant others, right? Which you know, I, I just kind of like it, man. I'm sorry. So we were talking this morning uh, about marketing and you know, different places coaches could go, um, different places creators could go, 1099ers, really any, anyone. But I think a lot of times when we talk to people, regardless of, of what niche that they're trying to hit, they get overwhelmed because they don't know how, <clears throat> they don't know one, know how or what they should be doing. And then they also don't know where they should be going to do it. So when you're walking through, uh, you know, with a new client, how do you tell them like where to put all their efforts in or at least to to start, right? Like where is this, this marketing spot? Is there an oasis that people should start from? <laughs> Everyone gets a TikTok now. No, that's a joke. Don't don't do that. Um, so yeah, th- this is this is where we need the the visual to plug in, where we can draw the diagram of the three circles that intersect with each other. But uh, we're we're kind of looking for a combination of three things. Number one, it's got to be a place where your potential client is, right? Like so, if you're selling fitness to busy moms on the go who are you know thirty five and up, you're not going to find a ton of them on. Uh, something like TikTok, right? Like mo- while more and more of them are going there just out of the the way that things progress, there's still a lot of them on Facebook. There's still a lot of them on Instagram, right? And so like number one thing is you got to go where the clients are because if you have the most amazing product and you even have great marketing, if no one's there to sell to, no one's going to buy your shit. So you got to be at the place where the people are at. Uh, number two thing is it's got to be a place where you can sell. And so each of these places are they're very different um 
times in their evolution as far as like money twitter and being able to sell on facebook and stuff so the things that worked in facebook like three years ago are just now catching on on twitter right like and twitter's a place where it's very commonplace to send cold dms and that's very normalized and having newsletters and low ticket communities and stuff like that and so if you're selling high ticket in this case we'll we'll stay with fitness fitness coaching some sort it's a little bit harder on Twitter than it is on Facebook, Instagram, where that's, that's pretty much standard practice still. Right. So the number two thing is it's gotta be a place where you can actually sell the thing that you're selling, because again, you can have the best product in the world. You can have the best ice cream on earth, but if you're going to sell it at the North pole, it may not sell too well. Right. So it's gotta be a place where people actually want the thing. Um, third thing, make it a place that you enjoy being right. And, and this is where we tie it into principles of success everywhere, sustainability. And so the, your, your workout program, your diet, whatever it is, if it's not something that you enjoy, you're not going to be able to stick with it long-term. And so this is a place where if you're the person who you like being on Instagram, cool. We know that you're probably going to show up and you're probably going to engage well, and you're probably going to put more effort in because you like the thing in the first place. And so that's the third thing, right? And so we're looking for three things quite simply to know where to go first. Uh, are your people there? Can you sell the thing that you have in the bag? And number three, do you even like being there in the first place? And if you can dial those three things in, that's your clearest path to your first 10K month or, you know, six figure earner, what, whatever your first stop on the roadmap is, get out of your, make, make your side hustle, your main hustle, whatever, whatever your thing is, that's, those are the, the three marks that you need to hit to, to hit that path first. Absolutely. It, it reminds me, you know, not too long ago, I guess now, maybe a little bit, 15 years ago, I remember being a sophomore in high school and everyone kept talking about this thing called Facebook and you had to have an invite to get in. And it was just like, what are you talking about? Like, why would I go to this space? And then other people are there from other high schools, right? Because it first started in colleges and then high, high schoolers got invites right after they moved out. And nobody's parents were on there. So it didn't matter, right? Just post whatever you wanted to, right? Even through college, I remember a lot of times people would just put up drunk photos, right? Because it was more just like a slam board, right? That's all it was. Just here's the latest party I went to. This is and what then, I launched. Yeah. Then a few years later, you know, colleges started being like, oh, we should go look at this student that's applying for this master's program <laughs> and see what their last 10 photos are. And so from there, it then started becoming more and more about bringing on the older crowd because the older crowd has money, right? You say this over and over again, who's got the money? Well, probably people in their 30s to 60s, right? Ready to, to spend some money on yep. trying to improve their quality of life, trying to um, create happiness or, or something along those lines. And so I, I think not only should people be looking at directly where they're current target market is, but also where do you think it's going to go? We can't predict the next social media that's going to just blow up, right? But if you know the average user, as you said on TikTok, somebody that's probably late teens, early 20s, they're probably not in a, enough pain or the word we like to use is problems. They probably don't have a severe enough problem or problems to be willing to fork over X amount of money for coaching, for uh, a, a creator that's that's selling all these things, unless you're just selling merch, right? If you're selling merch, you're you're probably great on TikTok. Go go launch your viral video, put up the T-shirt, you know, and, and you're good to go. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's one of those things where 
there's plenty of other places that you can go and there's plenty of other places that your audience will go. And so we're not telling you to avoid those places, but that's not where you're going to put your primary efforts as far as like growing your business. Now you can grow your business in one channel and then begin to grow audiences in the rest, right? Where you're just looking to build goodwill in other places. And so in the future, when your business is established and you have more resources for yourself that you could, you know, potentially either a outsource, get a little bit of help or B create appropriate systems, leverage other technologies. Um, after that goodwill and those audiences are built up, then you can move into another channel. And so you can begin to take advantage of multiple, multiple acquisition channels, multiple audiences. Uh, because as you said, you can't really predict where people are going to go, but you yourself can be everywhere all the time. So no matter who goes where you have a good shot at having a conversation with, uh, with these people and getting them to potentially know you like you and trust you so they can maybe make a buying decision with you. And the best news of all is that you don't really have to reinvent the wheel because you're probably not solving any different problems on LinkedIn as you do on Facebook. It's probably the same problems. And so it's not like we have to put in all this effort to create a whole bunch of new things. You just have to make the appropriate adjustments. So whatever, whatever you have fits in the right slot right? Looks appropriate on the place. But um, yeah, this is, a, this is a future conversation for pacing growth once you get past your first channel. How do you like to frame for people when they speak to <clears throat> problems versus pains, right? And so we, we've, we've seen a lot of the different iterations and people using NLP, especially on sales calls. Uh, when it comes to like marketing though do you like when people call out their niche right right away or do you just like them speaking to problems and then the people that have those problems will then filter themselves yeah i, I don't i don't think there's necessarily a right answer here right like and and this is where we're going to talk about what what do we see in your profile right away what do we see in your bio so there are plenty of successful people out there who they start their their bio which is you know, they're, they're kind of tagline with a verb. What are they doing? I'm building this. I'm pioneering this. Ooh, that's sexy. I like that. Okay. Because people care about your mission, right? Yes. They care about the problems you solve, but they more than anything, they buy from you because of why you solve it, right? Like your message, your message type thing. So you can do it that way where you're just literally talking about the verb of what you're doing, what your mission is, what you're currently enrolled in, what you're currently looking to achieve. Um, yeah, you can go with the, you know, the Dan Henry refined marketing statement of, I help busy moms on the go do this to that and without blank, right? Like no problem if your people are, are there and you're speaking directly to them. Um, but I think you can, you can discuss the problems that you solve, right? So to answer the first part of your question, difference between problems and pains, the way I differentiate is that the pain is the side effect of the problem, right? Like people are looking to dig pain. They look to make people feel hopeless on a sales call, right? That's like a depression era sales tactic. 
um, where where we widen the gap and we give them no hope if they don't sign up with us today, right? And so that's the pain. It's the emotional side of things. The, the problem is whatever needs to be overcome, right? They're in current state, which is a painful state, and they're trying to move to a desired outcome. Their, their hope, their joy, their dreams, their desires. Your job is to solve the problem, and your solution is the bridge that gets them across. And so their problem is going to be something like, need to lose 30 pounds. The pain that results from the problem is shattered self-esteem, right? And so in that case, there's not really a wrong way to, to market to that or to speak to that. I think you have to do both. But when we lead with what we do, I think we lead with the problem solving instead of the pain digging. And so if you're going to market yourself and the service that you provide, you probably market to solving the problem. And instead of digging the pain, speaking to the positive outcome that you provide, if that makes sense, right? Like I solve the problem and then I leave you feeling this way as opposed to leading with the pain. Does that kind of answer your question? Make sense, man? Yeah, absolutely. I've gone back and forth on this so many times. Um, I think because of where we are, uh, I agree with you. I think you can just speak to the problem more often than not, especially because people are like, well, I don't know who I want to work with, right? Or I don't know exactly who I'm calling out or speaking to. And so if you go and just pick a specific niche, right? Busy moms, overworked dads, whatever it may be, your message may not align with that, especially at the beginning. And so if you talk to problems, I think when you're starting out versus trying to call somebody out, I think you're much better off and then figure out who who filters in through you to start conversations, who's commenting on your stuff besides your parents, right? Besides besides family and friends. Thanks, Mark. You know, who else is yeah, who else is commenting? And that'll start to tell you like who you really resonate with. Um I, I think if you can start there and then start to really refine the messaging based on who that is and who you actually like working with. For yeah. a starting point, that's what's great. And then I think as you get to the intermediate levels and high levels, then you, you're you're really refining your message to where you do only speak to to that audience, um, because you know the the old formula of are they product aware, are they um, solution aware, or are they um, problem aware? Right. So problem aware, they know they need to lose weight. Right. They know they need uh, to make money, but they don't know where to go. Right. Solution aware. Oh, I think I need to try keto right? Oh, I think I'm going to go join this MLM, whatever it is, right? And then product aware is the individual's product, right? Uh, you know, um, the coach's community, right? They're, they're aware of that. So they're ready to have that conversation with that person. So I, I think keeping those things in mind and understanding that social media, um, depending on what you're actually posting out there, if you're using a lot of hashtags, that may be top of funnel. So people are probably problem aware. So sticking to problems versus specifically dialing in, you know, a, a niche uh, would probably better suit you. I know I've talked to three or four people over this last week, probably that are just like, I can't grow my Instagram. I can't do this. Like I can't get any followers. And they're all just saying over and over, no matter how many hashtags, no matter what they use, they just feel like it's oversaturated. And man, that's, that to me is just such a mindset. It's, it shouldn't matter whether you get 10 followers or hundred followers or regardless of platform, the whole goal is just to make sure you're consistently out there speaking your message and then refining it, right? Going to omnipresence and repurposing it throughout. 
So what is, what, what's one or two ways that you like to kind of reuse or repurpose some of, some of your content or that you work with, you know, your clients on to make sure that they're not just spinning their wheels over and over again? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, there's a couple ways to think of this. Number one, you can utilize specific platforms to make another one look a certain way. And so, um, Twitter, right? Like if you go to my Instagram page, a lot of the last several months have just been blacked out tweets from my Twitter. And so, yeah, there's very base level repurposing. Um, but then from there it's, it's knowing what repurposes well, where, right. And so, you're not necessarily going to take your Instagram posts right to LinkedIn. You're going to take your Twitter work to LinkedIn. You're going to partner something from Facebook or from Instagram, and you're going to repurpose it on Facebook because they shake hands with each other, right? Like they're, they're kind of, um, you know, meta being, uh, sister companies, Instagram and Facebook, they work well together. And so you're going to do it that way. Uh, but the, the easiest tip is just change out your photos, just change out a little bit of the copy and repurpose something every like four months. You can use the same content over and over. Remember, you're not solving any different problems on any different platforms or problems 90 days from today that you didn't solve 90 days ago. And so it's very simple to repurpose your own stuff be able to leverage and utilize on other platforms or that similar platform later, different date time. We have to go to the meeting. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a great place to stop. And you're right, right? It's context versus content. That's all it is, right? The context changes the individual season, uh, but the content will remain the same. So guys, I hope you got some good takeaways from this. This was action packed. We will see you uh, next time. Have a great day. Peace. Thanks for earning experience points with us today on Run the Block, part of the Cam Explains Immersion channel. If you actually want to work with me or my team at No Clouds Media, connect with me on Instagram at cam.explains. There you'll find even more helpful content tips, growth strategies, our latest downloads, or if nothing else, I can guarantee you'll get a good laugh of myself or our pup Oliver throughout the day. Just hit me up at cam.explains. Bonus, if you are following me on Instagram, you also get first dibs on limited spots for the community we're building inside of our network where we will have tons of free resources, overtime sessions, networking events, special guests, and much more planned as we grow. So be sure to follow along at camp.explains and we will see you for your next session of Run the Block to earn even more experience points. Hope this helps. And remember, kindness, pass it on. Bye for now.